think. Check. I think we're good. Let's do a double check of both of us speaking. Uh, at the same time. Let's do like a fake. If we're going by waveforms, yours are way bigger than mine. Well, we should listen back because that was our mistake last time. <laughs> <laughs> so let's do like, just a quick like fake intro. a great start hey everyone this is have a nice life and i am dan and i am erica and uh we're really starting this one off good this is actually take number two because we're very new at this yeah and, i fucked um, it up yeah erica fucked it up big time which is funny because we were just talking about how my type of man is a sound guy all of my, it's actually, all, all of my most serious, like all of my long-term, like real relationships have been with sound guys, but I'm way too prideful to ask for help. So I just decided to do this by myself and I fucked it up, but I think this time it's good. Well, well good as in audio maybe, but quality yeah. to be determined. I mean, audio, fantastic content. Mm, so far. Jury's we'll out see. on that one. Well, uh, our other fuck up was uh, we just got back from a lovely dinner at Applebee's. And Can I just say that I suggested a really good neighborhood jaunt, joint, whatever you want, a john, a neighborhood <laughs> john <laughs> from Philly, um, and you you didn't want it. Well, Applebee's is the neighborhood bar and grill. Is it's in their name. good in the neighborhood? Yeah, that's them. I thought that was Chili's. No, I don't think so. Okay. I don't know. It's today years old. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, a lot of mistakes happening, but we're powering through. Welcome. Uh, so this is our first podcast. Uh, if there's anything you should do is, uh, you know, capitalize on every good thing you have and try to monetize it. Uh, you know. We're in the business of making fast cash. <laughs> so any angel investors out there, now's the time to get in on the ground floor the uh, yeah, so we started this podcast. Uh, Erica's been bugging me to start a podcast for probably close to a year now. We have really good banter, and so much of it gets waste on a on personal enjoyment, unmonetized channels. <laughs> so you know, we're not going to monetize this podcast. It's it, fine. We'll see if we get some good uh, get those pitches in. What were you saying about what this might do for our personal careers? Oh, absolutely nothing. It, uh, <laughs> it might have like an like an opposite. Yeah, th- there's no good that can come of this in our in our career life uh it can only be bad yeah uh it's like twitter uh there's a that's saying at twitter it's like the best thing that you can possibly do on twitter is like get a couple like reposts and have your post go viral but like at worst it could just ruin your entire life my and boss like, just started following me on twitter so i've had to like keep it more wholesome than usual yeah you're you're you might as well just put in a resignation form at this point <laughs> it's <laughs> your clout's gonna go way down yeah so yeah, so uh, right now, I'm not sure when this is going to come out, but it is uh, wrapping up the end of the year. We just had the Christmas uh, Christmas go by, almost a couple days until the new year. I was wondering, uh, you know, how how was your Christmas? My Christmas was. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna candy coat it. It was fucking depressing. <laughs> it was the saddest Christmas of all time, but it's fine because they can't all be 
winners. Um, Christmas Eve was great. We do the big Italian Christmas Eve. Um, we did like a gift exchange this year, which was good because I hate buying gifts for everyone. I'm not good at getting gifts. I'm not good at giving gifts. I'm like a buy people experiences kind of person. Okay. Um, but I got my cousin's husband, who I know almost nothing about except for the fact that he likes guns. So I, <laughs> I bought him bullets. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> wait, so that's wait, how wait, my Christmas back. started. <laughs> you bought him just like a grab bag of bullets? No. Or did he like have a did he request bullets? No. Because it'd people... be really funny if he didn't ask for it. <laughs> he didn't even own a gun. He just gave him a bag of it's like, like a Wayne's brown World. paper lunch bag of bullets. When uh Wayne's ex girlfriend buys him a gun rack and he's like, I don't even own a gun. <laughs> no, but um no, he's he's a big gun guy, so I got him some some two two three and some nine millimeter. For some reason, in my head, I'm just picturing you like at Whole Foods with like the oat dispensers <laughs> and like the mixed nuts dispensers, just like the walking up with a, just like a couple bullets here, a couple bullets there, <laughs> just a grab bag, um, just a trail mix of uh, a of veritable smorgasbord yeah. of ammunition. And what do you end up getting? Um, my cousin had me, and he works for Anthro, so he got me a very tasteful... What do you say to be an anthropology? Like, anthro, I'm supposed to know? Anthropology, yeah. Okay. Um, cheese board with an E on it for Erica. Uh. I actually left it at my parents' house, or else I would have been serving you cheese on it, so I'm sorry. Uh. Oh, you're all about giving experiences. I know. And his poor. I want a cheese experience. <laughs> you owe me one cheese experience. Yeah, but I mean, Christmas Eve was good. We ate a lot of good food. We did the Italian seven fish dinner, some filet. Oh, I, I wish I was Italian. I'm Italian, but not mm. like not fourth generation Italian. Italian. Yeah. I wish I was an Italian because I seriously yeah. love yeah. seafood. So I'm always Cigars, jealous. Limoncello. Uh, I could do without that. Like a. Drinking Amaro, just the, the whole Amaro. Italian. Amaro is where it's at. Yeah. Uh, limoncello, it just tastes. Too much like vodka. I love lemon. Yeah. It just tastes too much like vodka to me. Can't it's do so it. funny because my mother was telling me that she prefers vodka because I offered her some of my limoncello because it was like my one drink of the day. <laughs> and she was like, no, I'd rather have a lemon drop martini because I like vodka. I don't like limoncello. So. But limoncello is just lemon infused vodka. Yeah. It's really all it is. It's, it's, it's basically a lemon so drop. So your martini. mom is a yeah. fool. Yeah. Damn fool. <laughs> but Christmas Day. It's so fucking depressing. Uh, my dog is getting up there in years. She probably has maybe like six months left, if I had to guess. Mm. So my father... Yeah, countdown on your phone. No, stop. <laughs> my father just wanted to take every opportunity to remind us like, oh, Isley's not going to be with us much longer. Uh, this is her last Christmas. So I was like, what a fucking bummer. Mm-hmm. Also, just being alone on Christmas was I was with every person except for the person I wanted to be with. Uh, it was just not not fun. I ended up getting Starbucks on the Jersey Turnpike on my uh-huh. way back to New York. Classic move. The uh, which one? I guess it was maybe it was a Woodrow Wilson or it was one of those service stations along the way. It was, it was so sad. It was so fucking sad. <laughs> I feel like that's most. People's Christmas experience. Yeah. But then again, at the same time, I feel like there, oh, it's kind of the joke. There's like a running gag between artists and, uh, and yeah, especially the comedian, like comedi- comedians too, like same deal. It's always like the joke about people talking about how they struggle to live in New York city and they're struggling to make it by as like a starving artist or, 
And then you see their, like, pictures of them <laughs> at home for Christmas, and they live in a fucking mansion. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's like, just, your parents are definitely sending you money. Yeah, oh, a thousand It's like every percent. single person I work with. It's like, oh, you have a 30-foot yeah. Christmas tree in your yeah. living room, and, uh, you know, you have, like, people serving you dinner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're talking about how, the help. how you, yeah, well, your hop and turn styles. Yeah. You know, it's... it's Out of solidarity for yeah. the working class. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, the, yeah, I mean, uh, Christmas, I feel like it, it really bums people out, like, more so than ever. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I had a decent time. It was more or less just standard family stuff, and then some good times with friends. Drank way too much, uh, which is usually the case. So if you don't eat seven different kinds of fish on Christmas Eve, what do you do? Um, Nothing crazy. I mean, my grandma made meatballs and like stuff for ravioli and things like that but yeah i wish i had seven fishes that sounds great what what were the seven fishes there's a lot of squid because uh, okay that's so, typical italian yeah the stuffed galamad the... <laughs> i'm going all in here uh, the mozzarella. Mozzarella. <laughs> um so we had oh i don't even know if i can remember it all okay so we had the stuffed galamad we had some kind of, we had another, it was more of like a ceviche. Yeah, this isn't good content. We had, yeah, no. <laughs> we I, should have bored on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, yeah, the, it's, it, my mom was telling me that like seven fishes, apparently, um, like goldfish count, like the cracker. No. Well, and okay, Swedish so fish also count. I, a lot of cop outs. My family is like Southern Italian from like the Eastern coast, like the Mediterranean. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of our dishes were like Mediterranean dishes. And then I think we had like one Northern Italian dish, which was the one that I didn't like, which was fried smelts. I don't know what that is. It's just fried. Isn't smelting like melting down, <laughs> uh, like gold. It's like a, it's like a big anchovy. Mm. I feel like it's yeah. just like very salty. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. The, um, yeah, I realized we didn't introduce ourselves at all. Oh Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, my Are we going to introduce each other? We can do that. All right, go ahead. What do you think of me? Uh, <laughs> Describe what, do what I, I do. What do I think of you as a person? Um, okay, so Dan is a creative. Uh, he is a photographer by day and by night. He does. <laughs> Which means I work too much. Yeah, he works too much. <laughs> um, he, he be hustling um, as like doing weddings and bar mitzvahs and this is kind of a plug. And then he also has his passion projects, which I really enjoy. Uh, no Invite is one. And the Rangefinder Diaries is another one. And I guess we'll formally plug them at the end. At some point, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty accurate. Yeah, I'm an event photographer. do a lot of other wear photo of work. baby blue Oxford shirts. I, I do wear a lot of blue Oxford shirts, but not professionally. It's more of the passion project. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so Erica is a also creative. She's a blogger, a I writer, a super but... corporate shill. <laughs> she's uh, she's got a nine to five working for the man. Uh, and she also is a influencer, which I'm sure. I don't is a, think Dan knows what I do. I really the don't day. know. It's... I don't know what anyone does. <laughs> I really don't. I'm like uh, everyone's got. That's the thing. Everyone's got weird titles. Like, what's your official title? I don't want to give that away on the podcast. Well, what's your vague official title? Partnerships. That means nothing to me. 
<laughs> we well, you uh, you're like in the e-commerce sphere, right? I'm in Martech in the e-commerce space. I have no idea what that means. No. See, that's why I don't even bother to try. Sometimes I don't even. No. no, I'm good at my job if any of my I'm competent. I hope my boss isn't listening to this, but if you are, I do know what I do. <laughs> oh god, yeah, it's uh yeah, I feel like everyone kind of has to do a little of everything. Yeah. Uh, you know, I do a lot of event photography work and things like that. Um, but yeah, it's, you kind of have to do whatever. I just did headshots for real estate. I saw that. I take photos of doctors during the week to fill my schedule. You kind of, if you want to do what you love, you got to kind of do everything <laughs> to yeah. continue being able to do it. It's, uh, it's really tough. It's, um, you know, if there, if there's one thing they tell you to do, it's find what you love and then let it run you into the ground. Just do it until you Just hate it. Exactly. Yeah. Which is actually funny enough, uh, kind of what happened with me with the radio profession. I, uh, I have a degree. You keep talking about this and I, it's <laughs> like I said, to it's, me. It's, I thought I knew everything about you. Yeah. It's very exciting because, uh, I mean, this is actually the closest I've come to using my associates in radio broadcasting degree, which was, uh, yeah. In college I was like, oh man, I really want to you know, be a DJ on the radio and I love music and I love forcing my music taste on other people. What would your DJ name have been? Probably just Dan Bassini. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I didn't have a, a funky DJ name. Damn. That uh, was your first mistake. I know. The, um, yeah, and it was one of those deals. Like, I just love pushing my musical taste on other people and a DJ yeah, is do. the perfect job for that. And then the more I learned about Still it. Still haven't listened to whatever that band That's was. for the best, I'm sure. The, uh, yeah, but it was just one of those deals. Like I, the more I learned about it, the more I hated it. And you realize like radio is all politics and you don't really get to choose what music you play anymore. Mm. And That's no one I got out of journalism. Yeah. I didn't but get it's to very, choose the songs. <laughs> you know, it's very important. Any job you work, like being able to control the music is very important. But the, you know, the, um, you don't, you also have to wear a lot of hats in the radio world. Like you have to be able to, you're not only DJing, you're also like cutting promos and producing and editing. And that was like when I worked in TV. Yeah. It was it's like any of those jobs. Do, they just cut the, they, they cut the, the head count down by so much that it's like every producer is producing and writing and cutting graphics exactly. and cutting sound and like assembling chirons and just like all of these things that it would in like, 12 years ago, I don't know why I said 12, but <laughs> a certain amount of years ago, it would be several people doing yeah. what one person I think that's doing. any job these days. Yeah. It's just, how can we get the fewest people to do the most work for the least money? Capitalist hellscape is what it is. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I hate it that's too, why... but also I'm, I'm a sellout. I kind of like having a steady paycheck and yeah. healthcare. Yeah. I just waltzed down to Dwayne Reed and got myself like three months of birth control without even thinking about it. <laughs> um, they were just like, oh, your insurance is covering this? And I said, yeah. yeah. And then she was like, are you the primary, like whatever person on the insurance plan? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, you go girl. I'm like, thank <laughs> you. I do work hard for this. And then I didn't have to pay anything. And I walked away with hopefully three months worth of some graphic things that I won't get into right now. Yeah. The, uh, the healthcare world is terrible. I've had Obamacare since it's existed. I've used it zero times. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't go to the doctor. I really should. I'm afraid of what they're going to tell me. 
I know. That's you know? why I don't go to the dentist. I haven't been to the dentist in a long time either, but I also have never had a cavity. Mm. So, but that's the other thing. I kind of wish my teeth would just get fucked up because I could then just replace them with gold teeth. And just and reach just across a, the table and punch you right just now. Just be a total <laughs> fucking weirdo and just be the guy with the gold teeth. Just all gold teeth? I mean, whatever ones need to be replaced. There is a place up there that specializes in gold teeth. I laugh about it every day when I walk by to go to the train. Yeah, it sounds amazing. Yeah. Why would you Why would you replace your teeth with regular porcelain teeth <laughs> when you could get gold teeth? I want marble. Marble teeth. It's terrible. <laughs> it's aesthetic. So porous. <laughs> Very terrible. I feel like regular teeth are pretty porous. No? no? I don't know. You have to bring a doctor on. This is great content. <laughs> terrible content. <laughs> Our first one was so good. Our first one was really good, but <laughs> you know what? We were we're like sharks, sharks, sharks. We don't swim in reverse. <laughs> we keep moving forward. I've never heard that. But yeah. Uh, Tell me about your New Year's resolution. I oh jeez, I have none. <laughs> uh, I I don't really think about it too much is it because you can't top the one from whenever oh god yeah is that 2014 you want me to tell the story yes i do oh god okay so uh as a wedding photographer especially at this time it was when i was really kind of ramping up and doing a lot of weddings that year i think you're like 2013 or so i probably had a close to like 18 weddings or something and after doing weddings for a while, you start to develop a pattern. Like, you kind of fall into a groove of the day, and everything kind of happens on track. And you also start to notice how bad wedding, like most wedding DJs are. And they always kind of lean on a couple songs that ever, just drives white people crazy. <laughs> um, all the white songs. Ah, uh, the white song, the old yeah. white people songs, and it's all, it's like very lazy DJing. Like especially, it's usually during the end of the night. It's when they just like get up, they go get a drink, they eat some food. Exactly, and but it. it I kinda... love how DJs. Sorry to interrupt, but I love how wedding DJs because I used to shoot weddings too. They would act like they had the hardest job. They just like roll in right after cocktail hour and just coast through pressing like three buttons. And then, like, meanwhile, we're in the trenches, like, <laughs> getting there at 7 in the morning. I mean, I wouldn't, the, I wouldn't. The aunt of the bride. Well, the, the thing is with me, I, I have a kind of contentious relationship with wedding DJs because so many of them are so bad and they literally don't know, like, the DJ has one job and it's to play, it's to play one song and merge it into another. That's <laughs> technically the bare bones of what a DJ does. And... Especially this year, there were a number of DJs that literally just would be like, stop song, start song. Like, <laughs> stop, start, with a, a good audible gap in between. No crossfade, no nothing. The bare, but like, it, that's your only job. Just to be like, iTunes has an option to do that for you. Yeah, you <laughs> like, do it on Spotify. You just set it and forget it. Yeah. So, uh, truly terrible, and they're probably making more money than I am. Oh, undoubtedly. So, uh, like, oh, it's such a specialized skill. Yeah, it's absolutely terrible. Uh, and, and most people don't even have the music anymore. Like, they're just playing it off Spotify. It's yeah. shocking. So, uh, yeah, me and my, me and wedding DJs are a bit contentious, but the Hopefully three, we don't have any wedding DJ listeners. If we do, uh, Fuck you. be better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop taking people's money if you don't know how to do the job. So, 
there's three songs that I call the wedding trifecta. And it's something I've noticed over the course of years. And now being like 10 years into doing it, it hasn't changed. And it's kind of a running joke that I have with one of the other photographers I work with where the three songs are Shook Me All Night Long by ACDC. Awful. That one was the one out of the three that kind of shocked me because I feel that's more of like a stripper song. There's some crossover. Wedding and stripping is very similar soundtracks. Maybe I just go to all the wrong weddings. (laughs) Just the stripper weddings. Just the stripper weddings. Or not enough stripper weddings, rather. (laughs) So that's number one, and that gets the horny adults getting real rowdy on the dance floor, playing their leg as a guitar and all that fun (laughs) stuff. Um, Then there was... uh, then. Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi. That one also surprised me a little bit. Again, it's just like really bad dad rock that everyone knows the words to just from being like it pounded in your head for decades. Just all, yeah. You know what? Now that I think about it, I've never consciously listened to that song. Like I've never been like, all right, I'm going to listen to some Bon Jovi, but I think I could, I, I could say you know every word yeah. from memory. Yeah. yeah. Please don't. But yeah, it's terrible. Oh, I, I don't want to. I don't, I don't want to validate this. So the third one is the big one, and that's Don't Stop Believing" by Journey. Every white person loves it. It's terrible. I don't uh, love it. You love it? I don't love it. You don't love it. It's, yeah, I don't know. I'm you, the exception that proves POC. the rule. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so then... Uh, yeah, it, so it's, it's become this running gag with the other photographers I work with that, like, once they play the one song, I, like, put my hand in the air, and we both, like, flash a number one, and then they play number two, and then we both shoot our hand up in the air across the room, <laughs> and you got number two, and then if they do number three, it's officially, like, a shitty wedding. And then you just leave. And then, yeah, it's in our contracts that we just walk out the door. <laughs> um, but then they're every Gotta so... Read the fine print, people. Yeah. Every so often, they play all three in a row. And then it's like a portal opens up and the world just gets sucked into oblivion and it's, <laughs> I want to put a gun on my mouth. What is the percentage of those weddings that have actually lasted? Those marriages, rather, that oh, have actually... Oh, mar- I don't know. I have, it's I just should... an instant bad omen. Yeah. It's like next day, honey, we need a divorce. Well, that's great. If they get a divorce, I can shoot their second wedding. Shoot, it's like, shoot it's, their divorce it, portrait. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's a good run. Uh so yeah, there's, uh, I remember bringing it up to another photographer friend that we were both working a wedding. And I told him about the wedding trifecta, and he kind of thought I was joking or, like, he didn't believe it, that it would be that absurd. And that was a night where they literally played all three songs in a row, and he, like, had a panic attack. <laughs> it was insane. And I love how most people get desensitized to it, but not you. You know, it's just something kind of stuck. It's, like, stuck in my head, and now it's a part of me. <laughs> it's a dark <laughs> corner of my life. So getting back to New Year's resolutions, 2014... Uh, I believe so. I was like, you know, I don't want to hear Don't Stop Believing" the entire year. And <laughs> as a wedding photographer, it was very hard, but I actually completed it. It was like the one, one resolution I've set and like one that I've actually completed. And it, I'm not saying I didn't hear any part of the song, but literally like it, I got lucky enough that at the end of the, it would be like towards the end of the night, and they'd play the song, and it'd be, like, a great time to, like, use the bathroom or go out and get some fresh air. And I never heard the song in its entirety for the entire year. And fuck, was that a good year. And... If I didn't trust you more than I trust most humans, I wouldn't believe it. I swear. There was a couple moments, actually... Because the first time you told me this story, 
I was like kind of on the lookout for it. And I was like, damn, this song is everywhere. Everywhere. It's like playing on the street. Some yep. guy drives by, <laughs> he's blasting playing it. Playing on the boombox outside with... Cricket Wireless, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, literally, I think like a month or so in, it was like, I was at like a St. Patrick's Day party and it was like on the playlist. And I, I was like, fuck no. <laughs> and I <laughs> walked outside. I think I'd literally like explained it to someone earlier. And, uh, but yeah, I got through the whole year. And then, Three days into the year after, I was the lead photographer photographing an event for the guy I normally work for, and they played Don't Stop Believin'. It was January 3rd. It was three days into the new year. They played Don't Stop Believin' early in the night during, like, an integral moment I couldn't excuse myself for. <laughs> so I made it a full year. and so then like, only... as she's become a, becoming a woman. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so at the spot mitzvah, literally the... Three days into the new year, and I had to hear it. Wow. So, but fuck, if 2014 wasn't a good year for that reason alone. <laughs> I also think it was the year that you met me, so... The only upsides to this whole year. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you should go for, like, a... Uh, you should set another re- resolution. What do you think? <laughs> Suggestions? Um, I don't know. if I mean, if I could go for the rest of my life without hearing Old Town Road again for the rest of my life, I'd be happy. I want more remixes. You want more? Yeah. <laughs> That's your resolution is uh, additional Old Town Road <laughs> remixes. <laughs> I'm just going to start calling country music horse rock from now on. <laughs> Okay, so that's your resolution for the rest of the year. And <laughs> I'm going to hold you accountable. Horse rock. <laughs> I'm painting myself into a corner, but... Yeah. I can't be there. It's a weird resolution that doesn't benefit yeah. anybody. I mean, neither does you not listening to... That benefited me greatly. <laughs> that was the best mental True. health thing I've ever done for myself. <laughs> Did you stop believing? I never started. <laughs> I never started believing. <laughs> so, what about you? So do you have any resolutions? Well, I've been told that my resolution doesn't count because I actually started it in November. Yeah, that's like a Thanksgiving resolution. But I just figured that if I can stick to my resolutions throughout the holiday season, then I can stick to them whenever. But What are are the resolutions? So I'm going to preface this by saying that there are sexual motivations for my resolutions. I feel like that's anyone's motivation to do anything. Was that your motivation for not listening to? Yes. Cause I did, I did put that on my dating profile for a while that I did not. <laughs> I think there was like an okay Cupid, uh, like section that was like well, best new year's resolution or like sort of a fact about you. And I think it was in there and it got some attention. So what was the return on investment? I mean, it's always, any, it's always been very limited. Is there any conversions? What do you mean? Conversions as in, Oh, it was converting, uh, into sex. You know, 2014, yeah, maybe a little bit, yeah. All right, I guess we can attribute it to that. Yeah, we'll see. I'll, I'll take all the credit I can. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I was just going to town, all yeah. thanks to not listening to Journey. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my kind of weird sexual resolutions is I noticed that since I moved here, I walk a ton, but I've been putting on weight and I was getting out of shape. So I decided to start working out. I don't have like a number for how much I want to weigh. 80 pounds. Because I want to weigh 80 pounds. Because then it turns into like this weird gamification that like makes me really competitive. And then the next thing you know, I'm going to be like weighing 80 pounds. Um, But I more than anything just want to be able to ride a dick for like 15 minutes. 
<laughs> a whole quarter hour. <laughs> a whole quarter hour. I don't know. I don't know about 15 minutes. That's like 15 sexual minutes is like it's like three hours of real time. You should just uh, install a hoist. Just like, a, just like, a, like some like, like an a trapeze bar that you can you can just like hold on to. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah. So I'm just working on getting into shape so I can ride a dick for a long time, and I got got myself all birth controlled up so I can stop having a toaster strudel situation <laughs> and start having a Twinkie one. Oh God! It's uh, all about the filling. It's bad. It's terrible. But yeah, I, 2020 is gonna be the. Best sex I've ever had. Yeah. I'm just going to have any at this point. So <laughs> that's my resolution. Have a little bit of sex. Have a, just, as a treat. As a treat. <laughs> um, no. So uh, that really brings me to my next statement is uh, it's really hard to meet new people when you don't leave your apartment. Yeah. It's I, I don't leave my apartment because like I, I pay too much to leave. But at the same time, like, who wants to go out? Yeah, that's kind of the problem. You have some real partner privilege right now that you're I you're do, showing that I'm cuffed. You're you're cuffed out. You're cuffed out. Uh-huh. <laughs> the uh, yeah. So meeting new people is extremely hard when you when you don't go out and meet new when people. you don't have someone. You, yeah, it's true. When you don't have anyone already, it's it's really tough. But yeah, no, it's how do people go out at night? no i during the day i'm i'm pretty okay like a a night a day date oh man i take you to so many museums i love i feel like people don't like the day date i i I, provably they don't (laughs) i think like part of it was because when i was dating i was in philadelphia which is like an infamously ugly city so it's like people look a little better in that that evening light (laughs) oh god the the low light of just candles (laughs) yeah the the soft flicker of a of like a what's the a tea light (laughs) just the tea light (laughs) i was thinking more of like a like a scrooge candle on a a stick with a long nightcap that kind of candelabra yes and a cape the yeah so lately i've had the uh, i've been fortunate enough to be very busy with work especially this like last half of the year i canceled vacations because like all this other work popped up and i've literally had no time to myself and it's the old uh, adage of um for freelance, the freelancer's dilemma is, uh, you know, all the time in the world, no money, all the money in the world, no time. A little hyperbolic, but lately I've been on the latter end of things and it's just been nonstop work. Even if I am don't have anything planned for that day, I'm still like editing shoots and stuff from mm-hmm. previous days and I'm just like exhausted all the time. So when I do have a day off or an evening off or whatever, I'd rather like spend it with friends and like know I'm going to have a great time. Because, like, on a date, you can, there's a small percentage of, like, meeting someone new and having a great time. Having an okay time is probably more of the usual. And then there's also the chance of having a really terrible time Mm -hmm. where you're just miserable. I guess Um, that's the thing, though. That's the difference between men and women. Not to... Not to oversimplify gender, but the difference between you and me, okay, okay. Um, is that I would have a bad date when I was hoeing, and I would still bring him home anyway. So, like, it would still end in sex. Often bad sex, but, like, I know how to get myself off. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, for me, I'm not... 
at least not anymore. I'm not like so strongly sexually motivated anymore. Yeah. Like I'm beyond that at this point. I just want to have like a partner that I like vibe with really well and just it is it is a great feeling because I'm also at the point like not to show my partnered sex without that at this point now is just like I like to know that like have a good connection with the person I feel like it makes it better no uh, it makes it a lot better it's such a mental thing yeah and for me lately that's kind of more or less more important to me so I'm really trying to find that you know connection but that's even harder like because getting to that point like where I want to just you know, order takeout and, you know, watch a bad movie and just kind of lounge around or, like, do do less grand things all the time. Like, when you have to plan, like, multiple first dates and stuff, it's exhausting. Yeah. And I want to, like, skip to that part where it's just, like, fun and you can, like, really be yourself around somebody and... Yeah. And, yeah, it's, again, you have to leave your house. It's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible, (laughs) especially because, like, when you do the dating apps, you're kind of at the mercy of the algo. Yeah, which is terrible. It's it's bad. Well, apparently today my hinge has been blowing up with just like people with terrible photos. Just bad photos, bad bios. Well, that's yeah, that's the thing too. It don't get me started on that. But it's just like <laughs> you're these things you're supposed to be kind of putting your best face forward. I but always it, feel like hinge is a little. It's like it's creating the imperfect environment for navel gazing, and that's what it is. What do you mean by that? It's just like everyone's profiles on Hinge are so like whimsical and like introspective, not the good kind of introspection, more like the narcissistic kind. I feel like I do better on Hinge for maybe that reason. <laughs> well, it's, Hinge is a lot more personality based. Like it, like part of you know your answers to their like kind of questions are held with the same kind of space importance that they give your photos you know what i mean yeah and you're able to kind of like someone's answer more than like oh, i like this picture of you in a bikini you know yeah so it or kinda... in my case it's like in philly um the men at least on all these apps are either like there's like three different kinds of men there's dude holding a dead fish <laughs> dude in a hardcore band like a picture of him like really blurry but like either singing or like playing bass mm-hmm. which bassists my other type oh you have um, the weirdest taste in I, I just i they choose me honestly <laughs> i don't choose them they choose me <laughs> um and that's my story and then the third kind is just like dude who either like studied political science or art and he wears turtlenecks <laughs> those are the three kinds of men that you find in philly yeah that sounds all bad that's why i moved here <laughs> yeah but of course, I moved here. And you got locked down. Yeah. The uh, did you try to wink at me? No, my <laughs> contracts are really dry. <laughs> <laughs> You're throwing me a heavy wink, and it was just a really bad facial tick. <laughs> no. <laughs> the uh, yeah, I don't know the da- the dating world again. Like at the same time, it's if I have like one night off, I want to spend it like catching up with friends and like knowing I'm gonna have like a fun time. Podcasting. Podcasting, apparently, it's a new thing that's going to take up all my time. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's just one of those deals. Again, it's tough, and I, like Tinder and everything is just such a exhausting exercise, and just like a time suck. I'd rather meet people out and through other things, but then again, through Instagram DMs. You know, you know that's what's mm, my is that last. The key? I should my, be sliding into all the DMs. My last two, Tinder. Or not Tinder. Jesus. Tinder. Um, Instagram DMs. 
I think one started on Twitter mm-hmm. and then eventually like migrated over to Instagram. Yeah, Twitter's a weird relationship starter. That's something like I That was like a long we it wasn't like as as lovers to begin with. It was more yeah. of just like, well, I think, think it was more like, wow, you gotta stop being such a damn fool. Thinking about that actually, I think one of my last like semi serious relationships that I can count as like being like steady started on Tinder. Uh t- Jesus Christ, I'm doing it too. Twitter, <laughs> actually. And it was like we kind of followed Twitter. each other. Oh my god, is that a million dollar idea that we just came up with? It's like Twitter, but also like Twitter with dating functionality. I feel like that's any social media with women <laughs> on it on the platform. It's all just like dating undertones yeah. for the worse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh yeah, no, Twitter I feel like is a weird place to like make a connection with somebody. Like it's a social media that you're really learning someone's psyche more or less because you're just listening to their stream of consciousness a little bit. I think it's probably where people present their most authentic selves. Yeah. I mean, that's speaking from like, cause I just assume no one reads my tweets. <laughs> so I just say whatever, except for now I'm worried that my boss is reading them. But Instagram is like very curated. Like yeah. I went on a date one time with a man who I met on Instagram cause he slid into the DMS and he straight up told me, he was like, you look really different than what I was expecting you to look like. Which is weird because I know look you. Look better in person than I do yeah, in my pictures. A, Thank you. Um, yeah, it's not like a false representation at all. I don't facetune. <laughs> yeah, it's it, that, that's a weird thing for him to say. Yeah, it's, Usually it's the height. People are thrown out. They're like, wow, you're so much shorter than I thought you'd be. You're like, wow, you're so much fatter than I thought you'd be. Oh, geez. It's like that kind of thing. I... I don't know what I'd do if someone DM'd me via Twitter. I feel like all my Twitter DMs are from like brands I complain to. Same. <laughs> and like and like a like girl friendships that I try to strike up. Yeah. So you're, yeah. Sli- you're sliding into those Twitter DMs. Yeah, I am. I don't know. Yeah. There was okay, there was this one guy, like probably May, I tried to slide into his DMs and he was like Yo, look at this bitch trying to hit on me. Like, she doesn't even know I have a girlfriend. I didn't know he had a girlfriend. And he literally, like, tweeted our conversation and put me on blast. Damn. And that's when I was like, man, I'm doing, like, a year of just being single. That worked out really well. <laughs> you got shamed. I got time. I got turned down so many times by so many men who were, like, way... I don't want to sound conceited, but, like, way... Like, I was, I was punching below my weight class. I guess that's what you'd say. Mm-hmm. Um... I should have been knocking him out of the park. There's all these like sports analogies. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I don't know what happened. And then I lost my mojo and then I came here for an event and I met, you know, yeah, and that went well. But the next day I got like hit on by men on the street and I was like, oh, it's not me. It's Philadelphia. Mm, yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's a confidence thing. It's a lot of different things. And now I'm like, I'm at that point where. I'm now 32 and I'm like just kind of settling into being a weirdo at this point. Yeah. I mean, and it's like, let the weird, like, ugh, you're going to find yourself a weirdo who matches you perfectly. Your twin weirdo flame. I'm like not a big weirdo fan. All the girls <laughs> I've dated are like pretty basic. I, I don't will know. say it's definitely a lot easier for men to be weirdos, especially when you have like gray hair and a beard like you do. Yeah. Cause then it's like, oh, he's eccentric. Well, For women, it's like, oh, I bet she... Like, it's just you're an evolved horse girl. <laughs> well, I, I like those horse girls. 
That's true. Big fan. They're like the just the right amount of like unstable yet <laughs> entitled. Daddy <laughs> like issues. That's always, Got it. <laughs> that's it's like a unique brand of daddy issue. Yeah, just like used to having it all, but also like just can't just can't keep it keep it straight. Yeah, can't keep it together. So the um yeah, I basically I'm now 32. And I'm kind of just settling into being just a, you know, started wearing jewelry this year, which was a weird turn, you know. I, I mean, I think you can pull it off. I mean, I'm just, maybe it's just me settling into being the, an older Italian man. I was man. against it before, but now you I'm really like. really jam me up. So <laughs> I started wearing like a, I like became a ring guy this year <laughs> and I bought myself a gold ring and then I was like, oh, I really kind of want a gold chain like you really just lean into it and then you told me <laughs> that ah no you shouldn't wear a gold chain that's too much it's because i wanted to be a chain person yeah clearly because yeah, wear i'm wearing a gold one chain right, right now, now <laughs> and it looks good and i'm mad and you told me not to get it and then i didn't and then it came and went i bit your style and then you stole it right out from under me <laughs> and now i'm bitter but yeah um the lady's got to lock this down at some point before I just completely slide into being a total Having weirdo. a ring on every finger. Yeah, I don't know. I'm already looking for it. I'm looking for a second one. But yeah, I'm, I'm really sliding into like gold jewelry and like gold teeth territory. <laughs> and like I don't want to get like a grill, but like I definitely want to like replace a couple of teeth. With some, just, <laughs> Which just, ones? Like in the front? Uh, whichever like, ones fall out first. I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm why never, are your teeth falling out? I don't know. I've never had a cavity. I wish they'd hurry up and get some gold teeth in this mouth. I mean, you can just like, I got a lot of cavities when I was in a band because I would just like live on Ricolas. (laughs) Ricolas? Yeah. They have so much sugar in them. Yeah, they're just I would like fall asleep with one in my mouth. And then I had like... That means you were singing wrong. I think I've... No. I just have always had respiratory issues. (laughs) Classic. Can't you hear my raspy voice? <laughs> um, no, I am actually a classically trained vocalist. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah, I would just like fall asleep with one in my mouth. And then next thing I know, I had like 15 cavities. Yeah, that sounds terrible. That's a, a terrible decision. But your teeth don't just fall out when you get them. Oh, I know. I'm just being hyperbolic. Yeah. But yeah, gold teeth, gold jewelry. It's only going to get worse. <laughs> what else is that? Oh, it's going to be like a gold member situation. You're going to get your, your penis turned gold. That sounds terrible. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like the natural next step. <laughs> I don't think that's the next step from, I got a gold ring. I really need a gold dick now. <laughs> so it's, it's the next step. It's the logical next step. Yeah. <laughs> I don't make the rules. That's true. Yeah. There's a, there's a blog about it somewhere, I'm sure. Okay, so... Smart ass. <laughs> What's the next step after gold rings and gold teeth? I don't know. Because once you get the gold teeth, you like you technically are getting some gold body parts, and how do you top that? Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> who's, who's the leading gold dick specialist in, in the USA? Or do I have to go to like Brazil for that? I feel like do you I could probably some, find one in this neighborhood. <laughs> I need to do some medical tourism to get my gold dick. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it seems bad. That'd Why be a you... great talking point for a... Uh, That's how you like get the real weirdos. Hinge. The gold diggers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, the, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's, uh, yeah, I'm just only getting weirder as I get older. I'm just leaning into it because no one's there to stop me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I need yeah. someone to pump my brakes. <laughs> or you just become like me and you just encourage the weirdness and you accelerate it. <laughs> That's true. Well, you're an enabler. I am. <laughs> I am a big time enabler. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, that's terrible. Is he really got to, uh, sometimes someone has to be the voice of reason or else you just, it's a race to the, who can be the weirdest, the fastest. That's the kind of race I want to win. Yeah, well, you were talking about wanting to move into the woods. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, here's the thing. I would never, um, give me a few years, but right now I would never do it because I love the city. Um, and then every single time I'm like, I hate the city. I need to get out. I go to my parents' house and I just get like incensed that I have to get in the car to go places. <laughs> I just like walking. Taking the train sucks sometimes, especially when you're like shoved into someone's armpit. <laughs> but it's better than driving because I'm a terrible driver. Yeah, I love driving. Probably because I live in the city. Yeah, I mean, when did you move to Philly? How long ago was that? Nine years ago. Okay. So, yeah, it's, it's a good amount of time of city driving. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I but love... my first place, or, yeah, my first place, I had a parking spot, so I drove more often. Like, I'd drive uh-huh. to the grocery store. I'd, like, drive parking to the beach. Would be, like, it'd solve it all was, my life problems. It was wonderful. I had, like, a little swipe card that I used to get in. Uh, it was perfect. They would plow out, the like, the whole parking lot. When it snowed, oh, I didn't yeah. have to worry about getting snow off my car. If I had a parking spot, it would solve so much stress in my life. So I, I live in Jersey City. Uh, Erica lives in Brooklyn. And I have a car that I need because I do a lot of photo events and stuff like that that happens you know, in central North Jersey, Long Island. So I, I have to be able to kind of hop in the car and go where I need to go. And I also have a car. I use it to drive from my New York home to my Philadelphia home. <laughs> because Erica's bi-coastal. <laughs> She's on the, the, the coast of the East River and the coast of the Delaware River. She's a bougie, bougie bitch. And I am currently like Costanza-ing with my parking spot situation. It's <laughs> right outside my window. And I was I was looking at it. I was admiring it before Dan got here, especially because it's Friday. So that means that I get to be there until Monday morning. Wow. That's the dream. That's the thing. So much of my life is like my mental capacity is based on like, uh, what side of the, do I need to park it on this side? So then I got to find when I can move it to not get a street sweeping ticket. And then everyone in my neighborhood, they get home at five and they don't leave till like 7 a.m. And there's some nights I've gotten home late with, uh, you know, shooting a wedding or something like that nearby. And then it's me and 10 other cars driving the same four blocks mm. looking for a parking spot to open up. And I've driven around literally, I think my record's like 90 minutes. That's how it was in Fishtown. It would always be the same people. And then I'd see someone get a spot and I'd be like, oh, at two. Yeah. 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 It's terrible. And uh, if I had, if I knew I had a spot to come home to, like, it would just make my life so much easier. It's like me. I'm like at the point now where I've been living by myself for like over a year. And I'm like, oh, if I just like had someone to come home to. But you're like, no. No. If I just had a parking spot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to come I home mean, to. The dating thing. It's, that's on the back burner. It's me getting a parking spot. So save money, not going on dates. 
I'm just going to pay that $250 a month or whatever it is for a parking spot. Yeah. Lovely. But the, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's just so bad. I don't know if I didn't. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I hate it. I love having a car. I was like a car guy before I moved to the city. Yeah, you were. And now I'm just you, like super You betrayed practical. us German car drivers. You know, if German cars didn't cost so much money to maintain. <laughs> my car was like pretty nice before I moved to the city. And then it just turned into like a total shit bucket. Yeah. Like, I mean, granted, it still had maintenance issues and things like that. But literally, my car got so scratched up and got so like. I was, city roads just hit different. Well, my car, I've had my new car for. It was a week and I got a scratch on my uh, trunk mm. and then a month I got like a huge scratch on my rear bumper because people just like put the trash between the cars yeah. or they like all the Airbnb people like shuffle through with like their giant Rimawa suitcases. Yeah. <laughs> and Three days after I got my current car, my next door neighbor in Philly, I, I was working from home from my second floor. So I like saw it happen. They just fucking like ran into the back of my car. Well, I got, I got a better one for you for that. Yeah. I was in my car waiting for the street sweeper to pass, and I was sitting in my car waiting to then immediately pull it over to the other side of the road when the street sweeper drove by, and this guy gets into the car in front of me. It was like a Lexus SUV with a big, like, brush guard bumper, metal bumper on it. Hot take. Lexuses and Lexus drivers are the worst. Everyone says that about every car driver, though. Everyone no. says about like Beamer drivers Lexus and things is like, like that. Like new money. Very <laughs> well, this is a very old Lexus SUV, so they were That's not new money at all. That's even more new money. What? <laughs> Had a giant New York Yankees logo on the hood. <laughs> That's okay. That's something else that I'm not going to get into because it's problematic. So. Yeah. So uh, they got in the car. And then floored it into reverse into the front of my car, oh, my and God. then just peeled away. <laughs> Like almost the hitting the car on the opposite side of the road. Plate? Oh yeah, my phone was in my hand. I took pictures of them driving away, <laughs> and I had to go to work. And I was just like, I had to call. I, I hate calling the cops. Cops showed up. The guy didn't even Boot get liquor. it. I know, I know. I haven't called the cops in years, and actually ever. I don't know if I've ever called the cops outside of that. I called the cops on my frat boy neighbors like three, three summers, two summers ago, three <laughs> summers ago, because uh, they were one of them punched a woman. <laughs> Okay, that's and a good then reason. And they were like brawling, but more than anything, I just wanted to have records so I could tell their landlord to kick them out because they would party like every weekend. You were just hoping that and the cops showed up and shot them. They were white. Exactly. Um, But like every weekend they would have these ridiculous parties. And the most annoying thing was, so I lived in a Philly row home. And the walls are allegedly fireproof, but they're very, very, very thin. So I could hear everything that was going on, like tons of problematic discourse, lots of like F slurs being thrown around, things like that. It's disgusting. Um, But they would play like 30 seconds of a song and then turn it off and then start a new song. Oh, my God. It was... It's like a Terrible. wedding DJ. Yeah, it was like a like a like a mid tier wedding DJ. Oh jeez. Like uh, and it would there would be no logical flow. It would be like, "Welcome to the Black Parade." Terrible. And then they would just stop it, and then it would be like, "Arms Wide Open" by Creed. Oh my God. And then it'd be like, "Sicko Mode," three times in a row, and <sighs> then like. Sweet Caroline. I was like, this isn't Boston, motherfucker. It does sound like a wedding, though. It really does. <laughs> a white wedding. 
Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know, it's just so bad. I hate neighbors. My people, oh my god, people I lived with upstairs when I first moved. I don't know if you want to burn this whole story right now because it's like a good, wild story, but, so, when I first moved to Jersey City, I lived in the same building I'm in now on the third floor, and um, I didn't want to move into the second floor where I currently am now because... It was rented directly through the landlord, and it was like $100 more per month. It was like $800 per month. The room up on the third floor was $700 a month, and it was identical. And the top floor apartment is a little nicer. Living room has like a vaulted ceiling. Oh, nice. A uh, balcony. It was super... And then I'm like, why would I pay $100 more to live in the same room? So I was living up there. I had to share a bathroom. So the woman who rented it rented the whole floor... She lived in the master bedroom, then it was my room, and then it was the weed lord. Amazing. <laughs> and it was this guy, he never talked to anybody, he never produced any trash, he never had any food in the fridge. He's a zero waste guy. He's, yeah, he's just really reducing his carbon footprint. So in that aspect, you gotta respect him. Mm-hmm. But he literally would just smoke weed in his room all day and burn incense. And the incense like smelled worse than the weed. Oh, yeah. I never saw into his apartment. He would, like, open his door, like, just far enough to, like, wiggle out and close it right behind him. Are you sure this wasn't, like, a fight club situation? This wasn't just, like, you? <laughs> it could have been alternate. They're still living up there. Astral projection. <laughs> yes. It's spoilers for Fight Club. Uh, me and the Weed Lord are the same. But literally, like, he, we had to share a bathroom, and it would always be a nightmare. Like, uh... That's I'm part s- of why I live alone right I'm now. I'm so spoiled now having my own bathroom. It's... Glorious. Wait until you have your own full place. Well, get me a job. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, let's let's uh, sell out this podcast quick and yeah. uh, make that real money, that <laughs> Casper mattress money. <laughs> the uh, yeah, no, literally, we shared a bathroom and I was constantly cleaning it. He like used really shitty towels mm. that would just fuzz would be eh, on every surface, just a thin layer of like shitty towel lint. And then he would do this, like, disgusting, like, he would spit his, like, toothpaste onto the side of the sink. Ew. And would just leave it, and then he would, like, shave on top of it. Ew. So there'd be, like, tiny hairs glued to the sink. And he would, like, spit his, like, uh, his mouthwash, like, onto the counter. It's like there's a giant <laughs> hole filled with water in front of you, <laughs> and you can't even fucking spit your... At that point, just shoot it into the bathtub. Anything. It the was, toilet. There's a insane. lot of holes in a bathroom. Yes. Swallow it. I don't give a shit. Die. It's fine. <laughs> Literally, it's disgusting. I'm like constantly cleaning. Swallow, mouthwash, and die. And die. Please. No, literally, the thing was, he was really nice. If you actually like, caught him and like... Talk, <laughs> he would never talk to you, but if you talked to him... He'd be super nice. He, like, worked in the industry. I found out he was, like, a line producer for Cake Boss <laughs> uh, of all shows. But, yeah, like, he was, like, a cool dude with, like, a cool industry job. And he, a job that, like, a line producer, you have to talk to a lot of people. Like, you have to, you know, you're running a set, essentially. You burn out by the end of the day. That, that's also possible. Yeah. But, literally, he would just... Uh, I remember I found a loose change in the bottom of our shower once. <laughs> No explanation. <laughs> there was a time I came home from, I was in Nashville for five days or so. And I came home and I would go home for the weekend and stuff uh, and come back and like everyone would be a fucking mess. And I'd 
went for, I was like, what's going to happen when I come home after being gone like almost a week? And I go in the bathroom and it seems fine. It doesn't, you know, it's, it doesn't look like a total mess. And then I, I realize in the mirror, I'm like, something's missing. He had pulled down the entire shower curtain and rod. And then instead of putting it back up, he just showered on top of it. <laughs> so there was just like this damp, wet shower curtain and rod laying in the bottom of the tub. Like the man was so, just didn't give a shit. He just had no, <laughs> n- nothing. He only ate like Little Caesars or hot and ready pizzas. Oh my God. But his boxes never went ever anywhere. I'm, I'm assuming he like, <laughs> he has like a bed frame built of just like pizza boxes. Was it, it, did he eat the box too? I don't, I have no idea. Like to this day, no answers. <laughs> um, so I lived in the room and I kept to myself and it was fine. Uh, the oh yeah, other, I was like, where are you going with this story? Not oh, that well, it's so not entertaining, that, but I forgot where we were before. That was only the weed lord. The, so the woman I rented from, she was like a nanny for like some rich family in Hoboken. And she, at some point, I think her family relocated. So she was out of a job. And I guess they gave her like a month's severance. And she just spent the whole time just getting wasted. Uh, oh, so previous to that. So before I moved in and before a number of stuff, like there was someone in there before, she was living with her husband and the weed lord. So they were renting out their spare room. And that room I was in was their office. Mm-hmm. He had moved in, and then they got a divorce. Nice. So the weed lord was so passive that he lived in a house with two people going through a divorce, and it didn't faze him at all. So she was, I guess, vaguely newly single. She would just bring, like, the worst people home, like, terrible people from the bar. She'd come in wasted as shit. There was one night I was got home from a wedding. It was, like, 1130 at night I was exhausted and starving and I was like cutting up pepperoni in the kitchen and I hear um I hear the door so the way it was our door was a staircase we were on the third floor second floor entry you'd walk up the staircase and it would like kind of turn and then end in the kitchen so you couldn't see the front door from the kitchen and I hear some fucking with the door for like five minutes and I'm like oh someone's like picking our lock or trying to get in and then the door finally swings open and I'm standing in the kitchen with a with a chef's knife, like ready to see. And Cause, a pepperoni. Because the door walk the door opens and no one walks in. And I'm like, oh, did someone like get the door open and then realize someone's in the kitchen? Like, are they contemplating whether they're gonna come up and like, you know, continue with the robbery? I don't know. Yeah. And then this guy walks in with like my roommate over his shoulder, like completely drunk, like fireman carry style, like straight (laughs) to the bedroom. And my roommate, my now roommate who lives on the second floor, uh, where I am now, she's a smoker. So she's always on the balcony and she's always, she's got like, she's like the neighborhood watch, you know? Yeah. And she calls me and she's like, Dan, what's, what's going on up there? Like what, what happened? I'm like, what do you, like, uh, she came home. She goes, yeah, I watched them walk from the other end of the block he was, like, over her shoulder, or uh, she was over his shoulder with, like, a dress over her head, completely <laughs> wasted. He's carrying her and, in the other hand, like, a case of beer. And they got to, like, in front of my house, Priorities. and he, like, dropped her on her head. Oh. And then also <laughs> dropped the beer and then, like, went to pick up the beer 
<laughs> and he that was him trying to figure out how to use the keys to get, get into the house. And she was like with her head in her hands, like on the step. <laughs> Terrible. And then she started getting really weird about like using the living room. And she started like bringing guys over and like fucking them in the living room. Oof. And I'd be like in the kitchen, you know, making my night cheese. And she'd be like on top of a dude in the living room. <laughs> and then she it, it got to the point she put up like a privacy curtain like a privacy divider she has a bedroom though yeah oh she has the master bedroom it's huge maybe she just likes when people can watch maybe but she put up one of those like japanese style like room dividers in front of the couch <laughs> to block the view from the kitchen so this is like premeditated couch fucking well it became that it became like a regular that ruins thing the point of couch fucking exactly so and then it's supposed to be the heat of passion. You can't get to the bed in time. Hold on, so let me put on the, the sofa. Let me put the, the room divider up. <laughs> we need the partition. <laughs> so yeah, it, it just became oh, it's so terrible. And then she, I remember, I finally, I was like losing my mind because I'd, I'd come home at night. It was one of those deals. Like you come home, and you want that to be your house. Like yeah. it's your escape from everything else. And I'd come home and see like the light on me. I go, God, what am I walking into? And like there was a night. It was like her and a guy on the couch. Like, an old guy. Like, she was probably, like, mid-30s or so, but this guy was, like, mid-40s, 50s. Like, old dude. And they're just, like, on the couch, and they're smoking weed in the house. But it's, like, dirt. Like, gas station weed. Like, like shit weed. Like, the next morning, I woke up, and I could, like, taste it. Ugh. And it tasted like, Ugh. like, like... Doritos and like beer and gas station. Like, Anyone who's listening to this who smokes shitty weed, stop doing that to yourself. Stop yeah, doing that to the people who love you. Just stop. Just smoking buy weed. some good weed. Just stop being boring. Just spend like twenty bucks more. Get some good weed. The yeah, but literally, I woke up and uh, there was just beer bottles everywhere. Oh, I was laying in bed. It was like four in the morning, and they're blasting Enrique Iglesias. And I know it was Enrique Iglesias because it was so loud, I was able to shazam it from my bedroom, <laughs> like on the other side of the house. And they kept playing the same song like over and over Real again. And like sensual jam. Like stomping on the floor to the beat. And then, yeah, I woke up and there's beer bottles everywhere. Her like clothes were in a pile on the floor in the living room. And then there was like a Coke straw on the table. And I was like, fuck this. A hundred dollars like, more is worth it. It was literally, oh, so like as a Coke straw... They, like, took, like, a coffee stir, like, a small, like, bar straw, mm -hmm. and, like, bit it with their teeth in half. So oh. one of the straw, like, had, like, the stretched out plastic bite oh. marks. It was disgusting. And then at that point, I was like, I need to get the fuck out of here. And I yeah. negotiated with the landlord and moved to the second floor. <laughs> so I lasted, like, four months. But it was, like, a total mental health decision. Like, I was losing my mind there. Yeah. No, and, sometimes and she, that extra money is well worth it for your peace of mind. She tried to withhold. She withheld $100 for me. Oh, so, yeah, that's the best part. Uh, I was looking. I was going to move out. I had my plans to move out. And this was, like, May. And I had plans to move in. Like, I was able to move into the other spot July 1st or June 1st. So... It was like May 15th. I told her, I'm like, hey, like I didn't have a lease with her. She wouldn't give me a lease. Oh, yeah. So you should be able to leave at any point. Yeah. So she didn't, she wouldn't give me a lease. I'd like forge a lease to get a parking pass in my neighborhood. <laughs> uh, just committing some soft fraud, you know? Yeah. And the best of us do. Oh, yeah. You gotta. And I was like, you know, if you can't find anyone 
before the fifth before July June first, I'll stay the other fifteen days and give you the full thirty days. June first comes and goes, and it's like June first evening. It's like nine p.m. I didn't move any of my shit out because I wasn't planning on moving, and. This guy, she's like, oh, I have someone coming to look at the room. 9 p.m. So I quickly make my bed. I, like, get, you know, get whatever, get ready. This guy shows up in a taxi with luggage. And he was ready to move in that night. Yeah. He That's saw funny. a picture she posted that were, like, the room empty. And he shows up and he's like, oh. Oh, someone's still living here. Oh, I was, like, ready God. to move in. And... She's like, oh, did no, he no. ask her before he came over in a taxi with his luggage? I have no idea. Like, he could have been, like, fresh out of jail. I have no clue, like, where he came from. Uh, and, yeah, literally. Facebook marketplace. <laughs> yeah. And she goes, oh, well, he's leaving soon. So, soon? So you can, you can stay in my room, and I'll sleep on the couch until he leaves. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you're just going to let this stranger, like, live in the house until I move out? My room was the only room that didn't, like, lock from the outside, like, lock. So I'm like, I have all my camera gear. There's a stranger yeah. in the house. Uh, not like I really knew who the other people were anyway, but I'm like, this is insane. So literally, I had to, like, work super early in the morning for a new client, and I was 11 o'clock at night, like, lugging my TV down the stairs and just dumping everything in the living room on the first floor, or the second Aww. floor. So I'm like, I, like, moved 70% of my shit out. Uh, I went to work the next day. I came home, got the rest of the 30% out of like stuff that was in the fridge and the cabinets and stuff and then moved that. And then my landlord still had the paint. So I just went home to my parents for the weekend and came back and like started moving everything into my room. But it was so like, I was so lucky one that I was able to just move things down the stairs. Yeah. But she then tried to swindle me out of my money, like out of my security deposit Cause I just cashed her check for like June's first rent. And then she took a hundred bucks out of it because she said that I spent two nights there and she took, Oh, you go down to double tree and you'll, uh, you'll spend more than $50 per night. And then she tried to say that I cook too much and that we don't, we don't, we don't, I told you when you moved in, we don't cook in this house. <laughs> what are you and she tried to say that her gas bill went up because I moved in and I cooked too much, which was, dinner like once <laughs> like a couple that's, times why, a week. that's why the other guy was doing the little caesars well so that's the funny thing fast forward a little bit i had some really shitty now i'm living in the same room just the floor below yeah so she rented out the top room to like some real terrible people like the one of them was like an edm oh god like electronic music guy and he like would just play the same drum loop over and over and over and over again <laughs> at least he stopped at like 10 p.m like he was he would only do like during normal hours but then the Normal guy that, EDM hours. Yeah, Who's the, the fuck up? Real EDM hours. <laughs> um, but, yeah, but then 9 a.m. would, like, roll around, and he'd just, like, that same drum beat, same <laughs> drum loop would come back. From 9 a.m. to 10 p.m., hey? Yeah. It was, it was, he was dedicated musician. Wow. Passionate of his craft. But then there's, like, the whitest man I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, transparent, see-through. He moved in, and I was, he was, like, in his, like, mid-40s. Like, this is going to be the best roommate to have upstairs ever. He's going to be so boring. He's going to go to bed at 9 p.m. But they're also be... the kind of people who, like, wear other people as skin. Oh, yeah, 100%. I think I've showed you his picture. It's frightening. <laughs> um, he's insane. So then, 
oh, and then I like looked up who he was. I found his mail one day and looked up who he was, and he was like a Reiki like yoga instructor and like a meditation specialist. Uh, I'm like, this is gonna be so chill. A swindler. Yeah. This is gonna be the zenest roommate ever. He's gonna just meditate upstairs and it's gonna be great. No joke, he's the worst upstairs roommate, uh, like like upstairs neighbor of all time. Like, have you ever seen that video of like what your upstairs neighbors do? Yeah, they're like, like dropping the marble, dropping rolling and the... bowling ball. Like, yeah. It was that exactly. And uh, the upstairs room had a desk with like a like a plastic desk chair, and I would just hear him roll from one corner of the room to the other on this desk <laughs> chair. Like he never walked, and I'm like, I know how big that room is. How are you rolling continuously for this long? Like it sounded like you went from like the Does bedroom not have corner any furniture? to like the kitchen, like just that like hollow sound. <laughs> and he would, co- I would go like, get ready for bed at like eleven o'clock at night, and that would be right when he would come home. <laughs> He'd come home every night at eleven, Time to start rolling, and then he would stay up until six a.m. That's like my neighbors here. I feel like I never hear them. Mm-hmm. Until like it's bedtime, it's like after bedtime. I'll just hear like a loud thud at Ugh. three in the morning, and yeah. it'll jar me from my sleep. And I'll be like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. And then I just aside from that, there's like no signs of life whatsoever. The uh, yeah, no, literally, he would get on his rolly chair and he'd roll the fuck around. He'd spill his jar marbles and uh. And it was just insane. It was it was absolutely bonkers. I had no idea what I actually told him like you need to like be more mindful. Like one day when I saw him Don't come for like a Reiki instructor's <laughs> mindfulness. I know, right? The cast that's, a, their, that's, a Reiki their, that's all they got. On you. Yeah. But it was bananas and it was like a full year. Like it was cr- absolutely crazy how like reliving it now, I'm like having chills up my spine. No, you like Yeah, I'm shook. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super shook, but he, uh, yeah, it, he would come home and the way it is like, there's a little like walkway between the, our house and the house next door. So I could see like, if there's a light on in the room upstairs, like off the reflection of the house next door and yeah, his light would be on until five or 6am every day and he would just be up all night. And then the crazy kicker, the vampire? Yeah, he could have been, he had the looks but those vampiric just super pale like <laughs> but i found out later this is going back to how insane the woman who rented that top floor was my roommate bumped into him on the bus and he was talking about he was moving out into a different house in a different neighborhood he was paying like 850 a month mind you i was paying 700 yeah. at the time he was paying 850 he wasn't allowed to use the kitchen he wasn't allowed to go in the living room or on the balcony. What the fuck? He was only allowed to go in his room, and he was allowed to use the bathroom. This is an adult man. Like I said, mid-40s. This is so upsetting. And he was paying $150 more than I was, and he wasn't allowed to use the kitchen. That? Well, it's, it's illegal for sure. Yeah. But... Yeah. What? Wow. So how do you, like, what do you do? So, like, I kind of, like... Felt bad. Well, apparently you roll around on a fucking plastic <laughs> desk chair at all hours of the day instead of eating. I don't know, but insane. Like it, it, that living situation was like, I lived there for four months, and it feels like a whole lifetime. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like like a it's like a war torn. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm actually coming up on four years of living in Jersey City. Uh-huh. You know what that makes me? A real New Yorker. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're more of a New Yorker than I will ever be, so. Well, you got to get rid of that Philly apartment. Yeah. You're cheating. But I feel like that's what real New Yorkers do. They have a country home. I don't know. No one can afford that. My, uh... Got the place My upstate. fish town townhouse begs to differ. <laughs> <laughs> yes, trading one city for the other. Yeah. Stress for more stress. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, uh, high stress, attractive people in New York, lower stress, ugly people in Philadelphia. Uh, terrible. But it creates less stress for me because I'm like, I'm like a Philly nine. I'm like a New York three. So you don't have to put on makeup for, to go to the coffee shop. For this neighborhood, I'm like an eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's uh the city's a magical place. Yeah. I like Philly. I need a Philly day. It's been a while. You are more than welcome to use my home. When you're not there. When I'm not there. <laughs> I get told some, you I'm gonna go have like a coffee. I'm gonna have like a Philly weekend and just like use it as an Airbnb. Shop. Yeah. I There's I, a coffee shop right around the corner, like basically on the other side of the building directly next to mine, mm-hmm. and it is so bad. Yeah. And then there's a coffee shop that's like a five, six minute walk over on Nostrand. Uh-huh. Also terrible. <laughs> like I have to walk onto the other side of the neighborhood. And this is a big neighborhood. That'd be a deal breaker to get for me. Good I don't know. coffee. Because there's a counterculture shop like mm. up on Green. Counterculture shop. Wonderful. Place. Yeah. The counterculture shop in Hoboken, right next to my work. Uh they closed. Couldn't hack it. Damn. That's I know. A, that's the place I took you? Sunnyside? No, I've only been to Mod Cup. Uh, it looked like Little Bird, like with the neon fucking sign on like a grass wall. Pretty you know, Bird. Like, pretty Bird, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, it's a brunch aesthetic spot. So Pretty Bird, uh, they do this weird thing now where they're open from like seven until two. And then at two, they close. And they reopen at five for dinner as a sushi place. What? Isn't that so strange? That doesn't make any. It's like a sense. big turnoff because I love coffee. I love sushi. I don't want them they both like, being prepared in the they same. They like area. donuts and stuff too, right? Like oh, their donuts were the mm. donuts weren't great. The only donut worth the calories is the Soraya um, rose pistachio cruller. Yeah, that's why I love. Life. I'm so spoiled at Mod Cup. Shout out Mod Cup. Literally, now my parents are spoiled too. Like my mom, every time I go home, I had to bring her like a bag of coffee. And uh, because my dad, he's just like a instant coffee, like doesn't care what it tastes like. Just like, you know, like the Sanka style, like instant Folgers. And now my mom is like spoiled with it. She's like, oh, you got got another Ethiopian. Yeah. (laughs) It's so funny. Because one of my favorite coffee shops in the city is like on the same block as my office. Uh Uh-huh. So I go there, and then on the block right above, there's another counterculture shop. So I'm, like, at a really good coffee place right Just now. Just in time for your office to Just move. Just in time for us to move. And people are like, oh, but there's a La Colombe in the building. And it's like, oh, I should like La Colombe because I'm from Philly, but I do not like La Colombe. La Colombe's good. It's one of my... They dark roast their beans. Yeah, I only get the direct latte. And it's I know I'm paying, like, $6 for a cup of air, but it's so good <laughs> while it's good. But yeah, I don't know. They, they're ice I coffee to me. I can't do a me. full draft latte. I can, I can like cut it with cold brew to do like a black and tan. Yeah. Yeah. Their cold brew is like not great. It's super bitter because it's dark. That's why you mix it with the. Yeah. Balances it okay. out. Yeah, I don't know. I'm so spoiled now. Yeah. I hate 
Bad coffee is egregious at this point. Well, I worked in a coffee shop for two years. Yeah, so you're so spoiled brat. I'm very spoiled. So spoiled, actually. So I, I worked at a coffee shop for two years, and then I lived across from my favorite coffee shop in Philly for two years. Um, so I don't have a coffee setup at home just yeah, I because I never needed it. But now I think I do because... I, I don't want them to open a really good coffee shop here because I don't want the neighborhood to change too much, if you know <laughs> what I mean. Yeah. But at the same time, I wish there was a better coffee shop. Yeah. The one that I went to today, though, did have a lavender latte, and I'm usually not a latte person, but it's pretty damn good. Yeah, I don't know. Lavender latte. That kind of stuff is... Yeah, I don't know. Well, if I know that their drip coffee is going to be shit, because I'm a drip coffee stand. Yeah. But if I know it's going to be shit, I need to go with something that's like... Balances out a little bit. Yeah, because it's like how good... And this place, they're actually pretty good with their milk. Like, so they do the milk really well, but sometimes they're not as good with the espresso. So it's like, okay, you know the milk's going to be good. The espresso's going to be drinkable, not the best. Just like add a little bit of sugar to it and you're good. Being a coffee... Being a snob of anything makes everything else so much less enjoyable it's like yeah. being someone who knows photography it's like you start to be so critical of everyone else's yeah. work especially when you know how it's done yeah. it's just like if you know too much about movies it's you start to pick up the flaws and now with coffee like now that i like, am educated on coffee and know more than what the normal person does for the most part it's just like it becomes so bitter i'm like i know nothing about wine but i'm a wine snob like i know what i don't like and Not one of my friends came over and she brought over like that huge bottle of yellowtail and oh, I like God. felt myself twitch. Yeah, it's yeah. still in there. I'm trying to pawn it off on someone because oh I'm not here for it. <laughs> yeah, the uh, oh God, yellowtail. I used to bring yellowtail Moscato to like punk shows in oh. Philly. Uh, and I would yeah, drink those. That in, sounds about right. I would drink those instead of 40s. And everybody hits or in someone's basement. Basement. I never got to everybody hits. But yeah, definitely hanging at the Double Deuce or the IHOP house. Place where uh, you got to ask a punk. Yeah, always. The uh, But yeah, I would, I would drink a bottle of wine instead of a 40 ounce. Okay, so the last, aside from that ill-fated Calgary drop ceiling show, mm-hmm. one of the last local shows that I went to was I saw at Daybreak Play in South Jersey. I don't think I ever saw them. Like... Seven years ago, I feel like. And uh, I don't know if you remember Ivory, my friend, but we were the oldest people there by probably like seven years. Wow. Uh, so we were drinking uh, moonshine, like apple pie moonshine, like directly Ugh, from I the cup. That. that was disgusting. Yeah. Or we would like put it in Starbucks cup at one point. Um, and that's when I was kind of just like, all right, I'm. This scene is not for me. <laughs> that was your epiphany moment? That was my first epiphany, and then I still kept dating people from the scene. Mm, yeah, always a bad move. Yeah, and then I had that one that I went to in Calgary where one of the bands had like 300 bucks Canadian stolen from them, and it was like about to be a riot a boot over to be it. A riot. And I wanted to be a boot to be a riot, eh? And I just like wanted to. I was unemployed at this point. It was right after I got fired from my consulting job. But I was like, I have this much money in my bag right now. I just like want to give it to you so you stop complaining and acting like it's the end of the fucking world. 300 Canadian is like six bucks. (laughs) 
It's worth less than pesos, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it was it was terrible. Yeah. Just... That's when I was like, the scene is not okay. Cause it's like a weird mix. You have like the lifers who are there and they got their like ripped jeans and their black band shirts with like the old English font and like they, they're all about cassettes. So <laughs> many cassettes these days. And then you have like the newbies kind of who are just kind of like blowing on to the scene from God knows where. I guess they used to be SoundCloud rappers and they're wearing like streetwear that's very obviously like fake. Mm. Um, I, it's so weird to me. Yeah, it sounds terrible. Because you, you got like the old punk standing next to like some young bull in Supreme. And they're both just like. Like, they're doing the, like, crossed arms, like, oh, God. I feel like it's like a We Are The I'm World like having scenario. Like, like a, just, everyone's coming together. I have hardcore PTSD. Oh, same. I mean, I used to be a music photographer. I literally went to shows, like, three nights a week, and now it you have to drag me to a show. I just feel like Can't do I it. have made such great strides to distance myself from subculture, but... I can't keeps, get away from it. Keeps dragging you back in. Keeps dragging me back. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, if I have to be someone's normie girlfriend, I will do that. Yeah, that's always been kind of my problem. Is but then, like, punk girls get real weird. They're like, oh, normie girls don't know how to give good sex. It's like... I've never heard that before. That's, like, discourse on the internet is like, oh, yeah, normie girls, they, like, they're not freaks. <laughs> But it's like, I don't know. They don't have enough emotional trauma to have good sex. What was, yeah. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> I got that. Um, what was that movie with Cuba Gooding Jr.? Snow Dogs. Yeah, and the woman practiced. No. <laughs> I'm talking about one where a woman, like, practices, like, fellatio on a banana. Yeah, Snow Dogs. Yeah, it's definitely Snow Dogs. But that's where I learned how to blowjob because my ex-boyfriend made me watch it. But I've heard that I'm very good at it. So, I mean, it's good. But it's just like, I know none of you have seen this movie. None of you have seen this scene. You probably think that, like, giving head is oppressive somehow. Are you talking about Boat Trip? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like, the most horrifically, like, homophobic movie of all time. Probably. It's, like, the most so fucking problematic. And my high school music teacher did the music for it. Oh, amazing. <laughs> what a but, great... yeah, Boat Trip. Uh, yeah. Very problematic movie. Yeah. Oh my god. Is there a banana scene? Me, I don't know. I've I've only seen part. Like, there's like a cringe compilation online. Oh, of amazing. It. It's like, oh, they, like, the guy like jizzed out of a porthole window and it landed in someone's hair, and it's like bad. Oh god. Really bad. So, I think that's where we should cut it. <laughs> <laughs> so this oh. has been have a nice life. Uh, I think uh, Eric, you got anything to plug? Yeah, so, I mean, I feel like at this point, anyone who's going to be listening probably already knows this because it's where you heard about the podcast from. But just in case you're a newbie, you can find me on Instagram at embrichini, just my name, E-M-R-I-C-C-H-I-N-I, or my blog, Larkin Lace, L-A-R-K-A-N-D-L-A-C-E. And if you want to give us a follow on social, we would be forever grateful i believe on instagram and twitter or just a nice life pod um i will double check that while <laughs> dan is doing his plugs so you can follow me on instagram at uh dan bassini and uh you can check out my website at dan uh, dan 
I currently have my latest book of uh, fashion and street portraits called No Invite Volume 6, currently available online. I'm sure we'll probably have a promo code for that at some point soon. And uh, yeah, did you find that? uh... Yeah, it's a nice life pod, all one word. So in the future, we're going to be doing some, you know, more things based around having a nice life. So past stories, past traumas, maybe some advice, answering some questions, uh, you know, multiple things that we're just horribly underqualified for. So stay tuned in the future. Thanks I for listening. we're having pretty nice lives. We're doing all right. We're doing all right. All right. We all, right. all right. Take care. Catch you guys next week or next. I don't know what. Have a nice life. Okay, bye. <laughs>